Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. Martial arts are a vehicle for developing your human potential. And nothing in my life has ever put me in face with reality better than Jiu-Jitsu. Training in BJJ offers a powerful lens through which to examine some primary human concerns. Truth versus delusion, self-knowledge, ethics, and overcoming fear. There's more, there's more philosophy in our mats than actually uh, uh, philosophy in any Ivy League school. Welcome to philosophy. What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of... Philosophy. How's it going, bro? Amazing. Why amazing? Because uh, it's a lovely day in London. It hasn't rained for two days, and I'm here with this very special... Two people that I really like too much. One is, of course, Ollie, and the other one is... Iona. Welcome to Philosophy. Hello, hello. There's How no such thing too much. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, it was raining though. I didn't know what you were on about, Icky. I mean, it usually rains way more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what a positive yeah. outlook on life. You know what I mean, right? Thank you. Iona, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay, um, I am Iona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you What do? You do? How do oh. we know you? Give us a bit of background. Okay, fine. So, um, I know you guys from LFF. I train there, currently not training at the moment though. Um, and I'm also a yoga teacher. I've been teaching for about three years and practicing for even longer than that. And I'm currently doing my degree in physiotherapy. So my life is very much involved around the body and movement and optimum health. Amazing. So let's start at the very beginning. How did you get into Jiu Jitsu? Um, I had been wanting to start a martial arts for a long time, uh, and then jujitsu I had heard about, and I liked the idea of jujitsu because from what I understood, which is not much, <laughs> um, it didn't really matter necessarily your size. If you knew more or you had better technique than someone bigger than you, it was possible. And as a woman, I quite liked that idea. Um, and I also had messed around sometimes with some people who did jujitsu and they showed me some things and I realized, oh, this is all on the floor and rolling around and this is my kind of thing. Um, and no one hits you in the face. So yeah, in terms of contact sport, it seemed like a good place to start. So when I moved back to London, I rocked up at LFF, which was November, 2018. And yeah, that's where it all began. Nice, so almost two years now you've been training, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, minus COVID and yeah, lockdown yeah. and all that jazz, setting back a bit. Yeah. But, you know. So why why were you looking to get into a martial art? It's a good question. Um, combination of things. I think that I had a lot of. I just weirdly enough, I just wanted to fight. It sounds a bit strange. I had this like energy that I wanted to channel, and I wasn't getting it through the physical disciplines I already had. Like. Um, it's not that I wasn't sporty. I've always been sporty. I've always done physical things, but I never did a contact sport. And I really liked the idea of it. Like every time I would watch some people fighting or the UFC, it would bring out this really like primitive force in me that I was like, wow, this is powerful. And I, I think the only way, you know, to really express it in a, in a safe way is through a, a martial arts setup. And 
there's also the element I think of being female um I wanted to just know that if shit hit the fan can I swear sorry foundation or at least felt like you know I could hold my ground or just that it wouldn't be such a shock maybe I don't know I was just at a point in my life where I was like I want to feel more safe or like I have the ability if needs be not that I would ever go out searching for a fight but it's just I don't know I think it's an important thing to as especially as a female uh, to have a basic basic you know foundation for these things just because you never know and even if it never had to come to that just knowing that you've got it is is a very nice feeling <laughs> so yeah so then over the two years what's that journey been like for you it's been hard. <laughs> like, it's been, it's been, to be honest, it's been everything. It's been like every emotion and very, very strongly. It's, uh, yeah. I think, you know, you start off and you're like, yeah, this is wonderful. I'm going to be badass. This is great. And then literally I just show up and every time get just squashed or sat on and I can't move. <laughs> and it's very humbling. And I come out not feeling, you know, frustrated or angry but I still weirdly enough you know I could be an hour just being sat on and I still feel like fuck yeah <laughs> um, which is really nice and it's uh yeah it's been empowering and I think one of the biggest things that I didn't quite realize would affect me so much is the community element like the people um my background primarily is yoga which is a very internal practice there's a lot of similarities between martial arts and yoga but the main thing that I'd never really experienced is that sense of, you know, when you're in a fight, especially in a competition, you're completely alone. However, everything around it, the training, you know, the learning, it involves you with someone or you with a group of people. If you keep switching partners, it's, yeah, it's, there's this social element and this area of working with relationships with people and a lot of stuff comes out from that psychologically you know sometimes it's weird like you can be in the gym and you notice someone who you've never really spoken to and you make up this crazy dialogue about them in your head and it's all this weird stuff and then you just speak to them and you're like oh you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah it, that's definitely something that I really didn't realize would affect me so much and it's been so nice to feel so supported in something where you know it can be very embarrassing especially when you're new you you know nothing you're spazzy you get overexcited all these emotions come in you don't know how to work with them or channel them and then it's just met with like you know what well, i mean from louise tough love but it's still love nonetheless and from lots of other people's support and you know everyone's in the same boat to some extent and i think yeah it's a really powerful it's a really powerful thing you know it's family definitely oh that's true that's true actually like uh speaking of the fact of family one thing i wonder it's like when you join right like you're like a woman and most of the people in the class majority is men right oh, yeah. and so by default and and like you're not you're kind of like um petite right so by default <laughs> um, <laughs> by default everybody's like twice your size or stronger right like did you find any any of that challenging I mean, yeah, yes and no. I, I think I also might have got a bit of a, a get out of jail free card in that respect because 
I don't know how it is in other places. I've never trained anywhere else martial arts, but in LFF, there is such a respect for the women in the gym, which is amazing. And I could be sparring or practicing with someone who's obviously much bigger than me. And all they have to do is literally just put their full weight and it blocks me from learning anything, which completely defeats the point of, you know, coming to class, you know, you're there to learn. And because of the respect, um, everyone acknowledges that and to some extent you know if i am sparring especially with a guy bigger than me they won't put their full weight they create space and let me you know try and figure things out and it's almost like when you spar with someone who's a much higher belt you know they're not obviously they could beat you in a, in a moment but they're not there for that they they give you opportunities they let you they create a little window and see if you clock what's going on and take the opportunity you know I think you've touched on probably the most important thing there because if you were to remove gender out of the equation and you just had like two women or two guys and one's a lower belt and one's a higher belt, it's exactly the same comparable. Mm. Like that that higher belt can smash you just so many times, but like they can also let you work as well. And it's, I think that's kind of the same. Mm. But what I do find super interesting, and I don't know um, whether you've thought about this, Iona, is that eventually you will become the higher belt and then there's going to be the guys that are still bigger than you that you're going to be able to, you know, yeah. teach a lesson in many ways, you know, the, the lesson of jujitsu. Yeah, and I think that's so cool. I just, I love the fact that, of course, when you first come, you just stick with the beginner class, but very quickly you integrate and you're literally a small fish in a massive ocean. And I think that's just, it's the best way to learn being with different gender, different sizes, different belts, abilities. Also within that, everyone will have their different game to some extent. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's a great learning environment. Mm. And it's also a great environment for you to be challenged and face differences that you don't realize unless mm. you are in a contrast with it. Yeah. Do you feel like you've started to develop a game? <laughs> I'd pull guard. <laughs> That's my game. No, I... We'll, so sure, we'll end the interview now. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't have said that. I'm going to get slated for it. But no, I, um, I definitely like to be um, on the bottom more, but I think that's also a lazy thing. <laughs> There's something about just working on your bag, and I think because of the flexibility... Um, especially around the hip pelvis region, I, you know, I, my legs can go over there. So you think, oh, I'm passing. I'm like, nope, legs still here. <laughs> or like, oh, I passed. Nope, knee still in there somewhere. Um, but I, I think it's good to work on what you're not naturally inclined to go towards. And that's why uh, previous to COVID, when I was training on a Saturday, I would do some wrestling classes because it really forces you to your stand-up game and work on your takedowns but yes naturally i just like to be on bottom and curl into a little ball and shit <laughs> i've got to i've got to tell this story yeah. so you you and i have actually drilled before iona and then we did a bit of specific and it was guard passing and i remember i went to pass your guard thought i'd gone and then this leg from nowhere spins it. around like wipes across <laughs> her body and just like hits me in the face and moves me back i was like I'm, where did that even come from <laughs> yeah. Uh, tricks up your sleeve that's what jiu-jitsu is really i don't have many um 
I guess it's it's fair to say at this point where I am in my development is still embryonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the womb technically. So yeah, but yeah, it's uh, the more I guess you do it, the more intellect you get for the game, and the more tricks you have in your sleeve. And it's just at the point where the black belts, you know, they've got all the tricks up the sleeve. But it's and like it's them like... out. Magic <laughs> trick. It's like we're talking about this, like how like whatever experience you had before jujitsu that was related to how you move your body, it really influences the yeah. way you sort of like you develop a game or you start. Like what's the thing that attracts you more to? You know, like I used to be a couch potato, so I like to just crawl into a half guard. <laughs> right? But it's like uh, like uh, the thing is with yoga, I think one of the things that might come is because it's so individual. You can't really compare yourself to another person yeah. as much. But like with jiu-jitsu, it is individual, but you're fighting against someone. So it's almost like it's almost like the comparison is part of 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 the process of learning a lot, right? Mm. But yeah. Least, yeah, so like uh, uh, did you like how do you find like for example doing yoga before? Before Yeah, jiu yeah, before jiu-jitsu kind of influenced your jiu-jitsu. Uh, It definitely helped. Okay, so I think touching back on what I was saying, there's a lot of similarities between jiu-jitsu and yoga. One of the main similarities is that they teach you very transferable skills. Those skills being things like, you know, discipline for one, you have to show up otherwise you're not going to get anywhere. Um, patience, humility, um, but also I think knowing yourself, you, you really learn that. And with yoga, I really... It, it's a process where you you really get to know yourself and how you function on an internal level and so even when you're fighting and you're fighting with someone on the mat or even if it's like just a day where you're not feeling the best mood and you show up anyway for training it affects where you fight and the more you can the the more you're used to acknowledging that and getting on with it anyway it's almost like a, a more sustainable or efficient way of training so i guess yoga's taught me mm, it, it's like what we were saying when you know things come and go mm. but if you can just sit with it anyway regardless as in translating that to jujitsu you know your moods will change your body will feel fatigued more days than others but if you can just keep training and show up anyway and it's not about necessarily you know getting getting the submission or you know anything like that it's it's a it's a more efficient way on the process yeah that's a really, that's, a really that's like um that's kind of not the answer i was expecting right but i guess the answer i was expecting was the obvious which is like yeah you're super flexible right like you're a yoga instructor oh, you're a yoga yeah. teacher but no but but like i love that answer that you gave like about the discipline and having to turn up and like being in tune with your body that was a way more interesting i think response than just like Yeah, I'm really flexible. <laughs> I mean, we can I mean, we can definitely go into the physical side of it. I'm an absolute geek when it comes to the body and the anatomy and also just, you know, energy intake and outtake. In terms of the, the more physical side, which I think people will find interesting is, yes, mobility and flexibility to a certain level. And within jiu-jitsu, it's very useful to have that, just how it's useful Well, just how it's necessary, the more tricks you have up your sleeve, as in, and the higher it correlates with the higher belts you 
you go, the more opportunity and the more likelihood you are going to succeed. And it's just how you want to have uh, physically a basic level of mobility and a basic level of flexibility just because it creates more space, more opportunity and in relation to injuries, not that I'm saying you're never going to get injured if you're flexible, but it's just less likely. Like for instance, this is a really obvious example uh, going for the Americano submission, right? Doing it on a guy compared to doing it on most guys compared to doing it on most females. You'll notice that a lot of females, you'll be like, wait, what? what? <laughs> and this is a general thing that's down to like body sort of genetics in general, like shoulder mobility. This is very black and white. It's always dependable, but shoulder mobility in females are going to be higher as opposed to in males. So going for an Americano on a male is more likely to be easier. Simple example of how useful it is to have a basic level of flexibility and mobility. Having said that, you know, for instance, uh, Sharpe, black belt, mm. incredible. He's awesome. He is tight as fuck. Like, <laughs> mine can't touch his toes, bless him. Um, so, you know, at some point it comes down to your game, but I think a lot of your game will be defined just how you were saying, Nikki, about how, what kind of things you've done before you do jujitsu, just the way your body is, like the, the, the type, let's say, or the abilities you already have. It's going to define a lot what you're going to swing towards. And if you have or you can give your body, create your body a certain amount of flexibility and mobility, you have more option to choose where you're going to go with your game or to choose what you're going to do. Just how if you have the intelligence, you have more options to play around yeah. and twiggle your, your opponent on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for people that are listening and don't know jiu-jitsu, an Americana is a shoulder lock mm. um, and it essentially like turns your shoulder the wrong way to the point where if you don't tap, uh, you're going to dislocate your shoulder or, or cause damage. And what Iona has said there is very very true in my yeah. case <laughs> i have very i mean my whole body is just tight and unmobile but that's a story for another day um i think one of the other things i i, I you kind of touched on it then do you think it's essential to have kind of some some level of like stretching or mobility for jujitsu or or can I mean, you get away without it it's very proved like there's a there's a lot of guys in the in the gym there's also a lot of like famous jujitsu players who are super tight don't have much flexibility but you know they've achieved a lot and it's not essential but it's more efficient and I guess where I'm coming from with my background and my profession it's it's how do, how can you do things in in the most efficient way because if you keep going at it and I guess this is an element which I struggle with in in jiu-jitsu in martial arts in general and especially with louise's attitude it's just like just keep going just keep going i'm like but is this the wisest way to do it <laughs> and to some extent i wonder if i'm just you know being like a scaredy cat or if or if there is a line between like being smart like training smart and also just you know pushing your body too far and i think it's shown because pretty much I would say every other person in LFF has some sort of injury some sort of ongoing injury or some sort of you know issue in their body that keeps showing up and then just kind of goes away and you just kind of sweep it under the carpet so in relation to efficiency and optimum performance it would definitely help mm. to have a baseline of you know mobility flexibility 
body awareness. Yeah. But is it necessary if you're a beast? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a freak of nature. You know, you know, you know what I was thinking. It's like, uh, even even then, like when you said the word baseline, it's like uh, the baseline would be different for every person. Mm. Like I think John, for example, John is like just naturally extremely flexible. He's never done any yoga, anything like that. But like he can he can do like rubber guard, like yeah. you know, like it does nothing. And then I mean, on the other case, Ollie and I here, <laughs> right? It's like two brick walls, right? It's just like a so it's like a I, I wonder like even if we did, because I've started I've started doing yoga. I, I feel like this is the first time in a long time that I've been consistent without anyone kind of like on the side, like, have you done yoga today? Right? It's just like, um, yeah. what I notice is like, yeah, maybe I'm not gonna be able to do a split, but just the, the, the fact that, oh, my body doesn't hurt that much, mm -hmm. or so I- So you feel a difference. Yeah, yeah, I do feel a, a huge difference. Like I can touch my toes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like climbing Everest, the touching toes. Yeah, and I, th I think the thing is like, it's like, it sounds it sounds like a joke, like I can touch my toes, but the thing is like, during a fight, when someone is putting you upside down, uh, and sort of like, uh, mm. you know, like you're doing an inverted guard, and your neck is like, uh, yeah. you're putting all this pressure on your lower back, it's like, the easier I can move in and out of those positions, Maybe that's not gonna be my game, but I might end up there. It's like it's an awkward situation, yes, and that's like, such a good point. You know, because I actively try and avoid any scenario where I go upside down, like, <laughs> like because it, it generally put like it, it makes me nervous mm -hmm. going there because of the pressure, because of the lack of mobility. Um, whereas Iona, I, I, I swear you spend more time oh, upside down. I was gonna ask, you've competed, haven't you, Iona? I have indeed. How, yeah. how did that go? Um, I've competed four or five times. I, I really just, I jumped into the deep end with competitions. So I think it was maybe four months into training in LFF, I, I did the intercut thing. And funnily enough, I bumped into Louise and Pret. Like, it was like the end of a class one time and he mentioned it. And I was like, should I, shouldn't I? I mean, really, I've been four months, is that a thing? And then I bumped into him in Pret. And I said to him, you know, Louise, I'm thinking of joining, like signing up for the, the intercup. What, what do you think? Like, I really, I don't know. I don't feel ready. You know, I was being all like about it. And he was like, you're never going to feel ready. So you might as well just do it. Yeah. And that was such a sound piece of advice because I'm like, he's so right. Mm. It's one of those things where the first time sucks. You have to break the seal multiple times quite frankly from my experience of competitions after that so yeah i did the first one terrible i was absolutely terrible but the funny thing was and the most incredible thing is afterwards it, it went very badly like i it wasn't great i didn't get submitted or anything but i clearly clearly lost and it was just a bit of a boring game um but afterwards i felt fantastic like i was ecstatic and i can honestly say that after doing a competition, regardless of how it goes, maybe because of the adrenaline, whatever, it is probably the most ecstatic feeling I ever have, like I've ever had. Like it's top. And I think it's, it's almost like the way I see it, it's like the feeling of when you take, you know, like ecstasy or something. However, you haven't taken ecstasy. You've like earned that feeling, you've earned it. And it doesn't matter if you've won or not, 
it, it's just this feeling of like reward it's so so powerful um so yeah um and then my my next couple of competitions didn't do very well and then i remember there was a competition where not many people usually sign up because i don't know why maybe in my weight or just there's less girls in jiu-jitsu there was four of us and i did the first two didn't do well wasn't great and i was like oh this is so frustrating why do i keep losing in competitions and i'm so nervous and you know everything and then i somehow managed to beat this third girl which meant i got bronze and honestly i was so shocked because i'm so used to just losing like even when we drill and like even in lff i'm always like technically losing which i don't mind about it's the process but it just felt i was shocked that i i actually armbarred her and so he, he stopped it and i was shocked and there was that feeling where, you know, the ref lifts your arm. You know, obviously I've never had a ref lift my arm because never won. <laughs> and I just cried. Like, no, I remember I didn't cry then, but I, I was walking off and I saw like Galina was standing there, Helena was standing there. And obviously they were cheering me on and coaching me whilst the fight was happening. I just burst into tears. <laughs> it was like such a release, you know, in that moment. And it was really lovely. Um, but also it wasn't like yes i'm the champion now i was like this is just the beginning like um so yeah and then i did my last competition which was in march just before lockdown happened i actually won which was marvelous i came first so yeah but that's wow. almost like, even scarier because now i'm gonna go back to competitions having had my last competition one it's like larger shoes to fill it's almost like when you go up in belts not you know i would assume there's more pressure like when you're a white belt there's no pressure no one expects anything of you if you if you know if you lose against another white belt or you lose against belts higher it's fine because you're a white belt but it's almost like as soon as you get a color there's like that that expectation that maybe you put on yourself i think i think you can put an expectation mm. on yourself I, I definitely understand that however i think if you stop a white really, belt you mean or i think at any belt any belt okay. you you can put an expectation on yourself i think if you stop and think about what you're doing you're adding another layer of complexity and, and pressure that's that's you. You're responsible for adding that pressure and this idea that you should do well. Maybe, like if you're a high level competitor, if you take competing really seriously, maybe you do feel like you should do well, but that pressure is another obstacle for you to get past and you're in control of that. And I think Galeno summed it up best. Like you, it's if you put that pressure and it's because of yourself, when you go out and fight, there's two people fighting against you and one of them is you. Like you've added this whole other layer of like, you have to do this. You don't at all. Go out, do your best, fight, train hard and, and walk away proud, but don't feel like you have to, to, to do that. And um, that, that for me at least was like a huge turning point in that like, there's, that medal isn't yours. Like you, if, if you'd like to think like that medal's mine, I'm gonna win, fine, but it's not yours. Like your responsibility is to go out there, do your best. And I think removing those layers of pressure, at least for me anyway, helped massively. Because you've won a medal doesn't mean you should then win another one. Like you can go up and down. Like you, Enrique, he said to me once, when you lose, you're, you, you're not your worst. And when you win, you're not your best. And that's like a really nice way of thinking about it. Like anything can happen on a day. What I would say though, is when you move up a belt, you definitely <laughs> like, I don't know what you think, Iki, but I, I imagine it's like, then you start to think about the other people that could be in that category, you know? It's a whole other layer of difficulty and, 
and struggle and you've got to go through that journey again but to go back to your original story and it's like it's another it's another journey it's another yeah. <laughs> it's another experience it's another thing to go through um you know one thing that surprised me it's like uh you know the reason why i started doing yoga is because i'm super clumsy usually when when i'm rolling but like my, my idea was like i don't mind that being clumsy it's like how do i make clumsy look beautiful right yeah. it's like, that was literally what i think it's like if that counts with me imagine like if you're looking at me like what is he doing and then, oh he passed the guard oh he's mounted right but it looks yeah. clumsy but i was like how can i move with intention how mm-hmm. can i move clumsily with intention so i thought yeah you know yoga is nice because i'm also gonna be calm in the moment and you were saying like oh yeah my first competition i was nervous you know like do you like do you think I would I would think that because of like oh I'm used to bringing my mind into a calm place while I'm doing these difficult movements when you'd go into jujitsu you'd be able to kind of transport that skill. You mean transport that skill for a competition? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was shitting brick like 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 the week running up I would go to bed thinking about it like and on the day you know you feel physically nauseous it's also because it's something that my body's never experienced like that adrenaline it's nothing I've experienced like I've, I've done a lot of like pretty like high adrenaline things but it's irrelevant because I'd never done that so it was new and when something's new it's like you know well it's unknown isn't it mm. and, totally. and, and fears often lie in the unknown um totally I've been there literally yeah. weeks on end not being able to oh, sleep just like oh, anxiety exactly. over it and then you do it and you realize you go out you shake hands and they ask you to do jujitsu which you know and afterwards yeah. you're fine and then you're like well why did I stress just about so it for so yeah. long <laughs> again it's a brilliant learning lesson like you learn a lot just training and you know doing a martial arts and being around the people but competitions is a whole nother ball game of what you learn from it and i'm i think like most people who are in lff they probably have quite an addictive personality and almost you 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 seek those kind of extreme circumstances or those situations where you can live out or learn the lessons in a very you know all or nothing kind of way mm. and it's uh yeah it really is another ball game in that sense because it's oh the feeling everything is like heavy yeah. and also the pressure it's exactly what you're saying ollie it's like the expectations you put mm. on yourself and the pressure you put on yourself um but it's so funny because afterwards you're like oh but it's true you're not going to walk out on the mat and they're going to roll out a violin and be like right play (laughs) they're going to do jujitsu they're going to they're going to tell you to do you just have to do exactly what you're doing in the gym as if you were in the gym what I would say um, specifically about LFF is that our coach um, is fantastic when it comes to mindset like Mm -hmm. I I really think that's his absolute forte and he's incredibly good at getting people out of their comfort zone when you think about a period of change that's change is always difficult transitioning from a comfortable place to a new place everything in between that is like hard and difficult and bad and coach is very good at grabbing you and shoving you through that transitional period and putting you on the cliff into and the go like play, shove. into a place where he knows you mm. are going to be better mm. and some people do it like gently and, and persuasively and they hold your hand 
and coach knows that jujitsu is a fight, so he just thrusts you in where you need to be. And I think that translates into competition, which is a high-stress environment, very, very well, because you've gone through these like really uncomfortable situations where you're being asked to be more than you are, and coach is there pushing you, dragging you, and I think it prepares people much better than the mm. whole, like, you know what, if you go out and do your best, I'll be happy. You know, well done you. I think, actually, coach has a much better way of doing it in this scenario. Especially for, you're going to say some. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think that's also one of the reasons why I was so drawn to a martial arts. Um, I wanted that. I wanted that, like, grit kind of way at getting somewhere. Um, and I think... Louise is a perfect example of that and it's clearly not for everyone because you know you see a lot of people come do like one or two classes they never come back or you know it's really not for everyone but it's yeah it's 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 a for people who do need that or they're in a point where they're craving that kind of uh push yeah Louise is your guy. <laughs> it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's not for everyone. However, if they didn't have a choice, it would be for them. And yeah. they would benefit and they would reap the rewards, right? Everyone who comes to a gym, well, I say everyone. I would say 99% of the people <laughs> that come to the gym aren't lost, right? They're not, they haven't stumbled in and are like, oh, jujitsu, ju like Muay Thai, wrestling. Everyone who comes there is looking for something and it's probably to train this martial art. And that comes from, I guess, a spark of wanting to challenge yourself, wanting to better yourself, wanting to change. The problem is they have a choice of if they leave. And I think some people attribute that to like, oh, I don't want to change in the way that this guy is suggesting. So I'm going to go find one which is a lot more suited to me. And the way that gyms are set up where you pay your membership and you have that choice, that's absolutely fine. However, if you took that element of choice away from them and you forced them to stay, Louise would make you a better person. Like no questions asked. It's true, but uh, yeah, it's just not not everyone is willing or ready. No. It made me think the other day someone mentioned to me there's this uh, like cycling app where you pay a membership. I think it's an American one, and you have to do a certain amount of distance, and it's quite a lot you pay for the membership. And if you don't do the certain amount of distance, and I think it's like per week, like you can break it up, but you have to in a week do a certain amount of distance they cancel your membership and you lose all the money that's incredible <laughs> like that's like there should be that element of it especially for people who are new especially people who aren't used to you know physical discipline mm -hmm. you know you almost need to take away that sense of choice because it's like you wouldn't give so much choice to a, a child mm -hmm. in, in in some areas <laughs> we won't go deep into that but you know what i mean it's you know you need to be guided and carried to some extent especially yeah. at the very very beginning well how many pts out there make a sustainable living because of clients that go in half-hearted or That's like true. don't commit fully and, and go to change you know it's it's I, and i think it's testament to someone that pushes you that hard to change and to get better because they know that eventually you may you may feel like you've accomplished what you want and you're going to move on but it doesn't stop them from making you the best possible version of yourself that you can yeah that's true. It's like, uh, especially like it's so hard to trust people once there is money involved because like I'm paying you to teach me to be better, not to be nice to me. Right. Like uh, sort of like and, and it's like uh, it comes with the job. Sort of the client is always right. And what oh, a risk, you, know, you know, take it easy. But 
What a risk for coach. Yeah. Where he's like, I, I could actually risk losing yeah. membership, but I'm not going to change the way I do this. And I remember there was one time, uh, for example, in this example with coach, uh, he was screaming at me. And then at the end, he said, you know why I'm screaming at you? Because one day you're going to be walking in a dark alley alone. Someone is going to steal your wallet. And then you're going to go to, and then like you're going to go to the police and they're going to be like, don't you train jujitsu? It's like, yeah, where do you train? It's like, well, it's going to be my name on your back. And like you, it's and still you got beat up. Yeah. What am I doing? But um, yeah, I mean, different strokes for different folks, I guess, Absolutely. right? That's a, that's our stroke. Um, so Iona, do you have any jujitsu goals? I mean, I know it's tough at the moment with COVID and the lockdowns and everything, but have you thought about like where you want to take yourself with it in the next year, two years? Um, so given the, I guess, given the situation right now, I've definitely realized that the, the rate and the relationship or my training uh, regime is not how it, how I want it to be at the moment. So I've definitely focused or channeled my energies onto other things at the moment. But for sure, when when it's when I can give it my all, like I like I want to and like I was, it's uh, it's just about improving. I'll definitely sign up for competitions again because it's <laughs> horrible but great to put myself through it. And yeah, keep coming. I. I guess I th there's not really I mean the the goal is to just be consistent and the rest will come I find mm, definitely. you know so sign up competitions sure because it's good to get out of the comfort zone but as long as you're consistent with things everything else will do its thing just on the competitions mm. uh, Iki were you there when we organized the like white belt for life competition uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you, Iona? Do you, do you know what I'm going to say? We, no, I don't know what you're going to so say. We basically organised like um, like a round robin tournament, yeah. and I think it was split into like uh, two groups of five, and then the winner went off and faced each other. And Iona was in one group with Jared. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout to my Jared. Shout to my Jared. Oh my god. <laughs> Jared, you, 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 put, you put me with Henry though. Oh, that was it. That was it. To put me with Jared. So I like, think yeah. that's what happened. You got drawn with Jared, and we were like, "Well, like we could." <laughs> I didn't know that. But, I didn't know that. Yeah, because so for those of you that don't know, like Jared is I don't know what, like a six foot three South African who looks like he eats the weights, doesn't? And he used, to, he used to be like a rugby player. Yeah, yeah super respectful really nice like doesn't smash for the sake of it like he's he's very good and i'm sure if we put you together it would have been absolutely fine but we were like yeah. this guy's probably going to win anyway so we got to try and like make him challenge <laughs> to do it that just made me laugh uh, he did actually go on to win it as well of course he did congratulations jared <laughs> you know speaking of consistency you've been doing yoga for a long long time I was I was shocked to find out like how did you get into yoga? Um, so I started, but when, when I'm going to tell you when I started, it's not that I started and I was like super consistent, but I did find yoga young. I was 16 when I found it, um, and it was because I had a, like an uncle who was a teacher, and I used to go to like a, a gym where he taught classes, and rocked up there. And it just I guess because I started so young, the process the evolution happened so that now I get to a point where you know it's it's been so long and I you know it's 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 so it's so like imprinted in me that it's just 
normal. You know, mm. it's, it's something that even if I don't do it for, if I don't like practice yoga asana for, I don't know, a month, two months, even longer, I don't feel like, oh my God, I've, I've lost yoga. Like it's, it's just there. And I would like, I guess, yes, if you're talking about goals only, I would like to get to a point in my relationship, in my relationship to jujitsu where it's so imprinted in me that I feel like it's just a part of my life and I don't question it and I don't doubt myself mm. in it because I definitely doubt myself in jujitsu now I'm like oh you know the silly dialogue comes in like oh I'm no one I'm never gonna get good maybe I'll just give up and you know the doubts they, they mm. creep in I'd like to get to a point where it's just you know I'm like a rock in my identity in jujitsu it's not about being the best it's just about you know creating a solid relationship with mm. it. It's about being the best version of you mm. in jiu-jitsu, right? Did you have the same kind of thing with yoga? Like, because I guess I haven't really thought about this before, but in my head, like, you've always been <laughs> that mobile. <laughs> but did you, were you the same? Did you walk into it and you were pretty good or not at all? Or So, um, honestly, I am blessed with good genes where I have a basic level, like, ability. Like, I could always touch my toes, you know, just to get an idea. But, it's been challenging for sure like oh my gosh i have it's been painful it's hurt i've put myself in positions where i'm like i think something just clicked and broke <laughs> you know? um i've got to points where i'm like there's no way in hell my body is ever going to do that because i don't know if you've ever looked at like advanced yoga positions they are messed up you know you literally legs behind head balancing on one leg like it's insane it's it's unfathomable but I think that's the whole point. You, you you do things beyond what you believe is possible. And if you just keep at it, it doesn't seem so impossible. It's like you just kind of dance with the threshold, you dance with your line until the line keeps growing. If you had to give yourself a belt in yoga, what would you give yourself? Ah. No, no, you know what? This isn't such a shock because Louise asked me this once and I guess um, it, it's funny because you, you can't really put a belt on yoga, but it was, it, I guess, purple. I would say purple. Wow. What's, what's the thinking behind that? I don't know. It just, when he asked me that question, I was like, mm, definitely not white. I wouldn't say I'm blue. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not black or brown, so purple. It's like nice in the middle. Purple, yeah, you teach, right? You, you're at a certain yeah, yeah, level. Yeah. And for sure, um, the teaching element in my relation to like my identity with yoga it was a whole nother ball game you know as soon as i started teaching it was whew, it just puts this pressure it's almost like when you go up above you're like whew, the pressure so so yeah but it's uh it's good it's just another sort of room of things to learn until you open the door and go to the next room yeah do you think like uh sort of like you know like one thing the thing about consistency i think um and just showing up and just doing it, which was probably pretty much what you were doing with yoga. Oli, like, uh, this started started before lockdown, sort of like, you know, like after class, those 10 minutes drilling yeah, here and there, yeah, drilling yeah. here and there. It's like, sometimes I think the thing with yoga that's scary, it's thinking that, okay, this is another skill that I'm going to have to dedicate my whole life to, right? But like, how much, like, especially for someone listening to this, they do jujitsu, and maybe while they're sitting, they're twisting one hip because the other one hurts, right? Like, it's just like they just want to do something to sort of relax. Like, how much time do you think it's reasonable to commit? Like, 
every day, like yeah. Yoga to complement jujitsu. Yeah, to complement jujitsu in a way that's realistic also because jujitsu alone is just like mind-boggling oh, yeah. amount of time required. Consuming. Um, it's hard to say because it, it really depends, and I think what's important is to be honest with what you can actually commit to, as in time-wise and as in energy, as in like what you really feel like you can give. It's not even necessarily that you need to outside of jujitsu go to yoga classes and like do our sessions but within your jujitsu create the space so like as a rule of thumb you don't want to overstretch and this is general kind of body knowledge you don't want to overstretch or you don't want to really stretch in too much to muscles that you're about to use so before you're going to do jujitsu training you know you, you want to think about more sort of mobility like just warming up which you do anyway at the beginning of the class you warm up after jujitsu especially after you've done sparring and you are sweaty you are hot and you're quite knackered prime time to stretch out those muscles because you're already like your, your body's already there like you're warmer you're going to get deeper anyway especially for those people who are super tight you know it's like when cyborg came for the for the um seminars he comes for and he was like just grab your belt you know lean forward use a wall stick your legs up against a wall basic basic stretches but in general you want to stick to hip hip um hip and legs of course you want your spine and the middle of sort of twisting will help in the back but it's what's going to be useful for the jujitsu is like hip external rotation so you can block mm. people from passing your guard but it's yeah a lot of jujitsu is uh in relation to what you want to focus for stretching or for mobility is is hips surely you must have been impressed when you saw cyborg's movement Ooh. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> beautiful. He's just so big, you wouldn't expect it. But I guess it's uh, it's years of capoeira. Yeah. That he that he did. Um, but yeah, it's it's shocking. But I always find it really beautiful when you see somebody move completely different to what's expected for their you know build. Yeah, I'm not going to bother explaining what cyborg looks like. People can Google him yeah. and, and be shocked for themselves. <laughs> yeah, just imagine a tank. That's exactly what it looks like. Tank, yeah, tank yeah. with head, arms, legs. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, you know. Um, for people that have never been to a jujitsu class, like your first class, you rock up and there's like usually five, ten minutes before class where people are just milling around. And I remember my first one sitting there and everyone was stretching. And I just, I'd never stretched in my life. And I was like, oh, I better do some of these uh, stretches then. <laughs> like looking around like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's funny though. One of the things I wanted to, to also ask you on is I, um, so I follow you on Instagram and I see that like quite regularly you're trying to like learn a new position or like a new technique. Where's that born from um, in yoga? learn new so i see like the other day you were trying to do like handstands and then like you were doing the handstands like opening your legs and stuff like this i'm just oh, yeah. wondering like what motivates you to to keep trying those new ones i think that's more a reflection on my personality i'm a very very curious person and i also believe a lot in um doing different things to improve your main thing so like you should definitely have a primary thing but it's like it's like even in jiu-jitsu you probably find that when you spy you like automatically do the same thing or the same mistake you're like what fuck why am i do that again and it's like tricking your nervous system into being more you know into not getting into patterning that's un 
unserving and gonna mess with your game it's like keeping the creativity and i really do think that um once you get your baseline of sort of discipline and you're clear on what your primary goals are to play with like to leave space for creativity in play and focus on different uh, different goals within it so yeah like for sure right now since lockdown i've focused a lot of my energies on hand balancing which is probably what you're seeing and within hand balancing i start banging my head against a brick wall if i keep trying to go for the same thing and you know some days i'm tireder um or you know it's a deload week and so i will change it up i'll do an easier variation or i'll do a different variation it's it's all about moving with the tide of your like energy in your body in a non-woohoo way i mean this in a very very mm. practical way in relation to training and translating that uh, again back to efficiency because it's all about efficiency i think listening to your body is huge mm. the amount of people that, that that just don't and ignore stuff and like aren't in tune with it and then end up getting into trouble with it i guess yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's one of those lessons we only learn after we get yeah. hurt <laughs> enough, right? Um, one thing, one thing actually, like that also comes with the consistency and even with the curiosity and listening to your body is also, I think, all of these skills, yoga, jujitsu. Technically, you just go and do it, mm. but there is like all this emotional experience between the, I want to do that and the just going do that. Right, like um, I remember for me yoga. That was the time I was procrastinating so much, because every time I'd go into the class, somehow like my body starts shaking and I was about to start crying, and I'm like, I'm not crying in front of all these. Uh, like usually, like I'd find always like the classes that had like a lot of moms and older, uh, older sort of like crowd. And uh, I didn't want to be like all these moms like, oh, is everything fine? Like you don't want to bring attention, right? Mm. I imagine for jujitsu is also like a similar thing where someone is scared of doing, 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 for example, passing guard mm. or taking down. So they maybe keep doing the same thing or they just don't show up. <laughs> As a teacher, what have you found are the ways that have worked the best for 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 you to teach someone to kind of like push them towards the best uh, to become the best version of themselves i guess do you mean within a class yeah or i think within a class and outside of it so i'd say like especially outside of it like sort of like if you're like if you could if you could be like um, a fairy to one of your students just sitting on their shoulder what would you be telling them when they're like when they leave your class when they leave my class. Mm -hmm. Close the door. <laughs> no, especially at the end of the class, it's almost like I want to give people a sense of like, well done, like good on you. Like sit with that feeling because you've done, like you've shown up, you've done the hour. Like remember that feeling. So that for the next time when you're like, mm, I don't really want to go, oh, I could do other things. You remember how good you felt afterwards and you keep coming back. It's almost like creating the the healthy habit feeding into the part of yourself that knows what's good for you because you can know rationally what's good for you but that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to do it and it's about finding the ways and almost tricking your mind because sometimes it's being destructive 
to get you to come to do the thing that you're good at. And it will get to a point where it's just like second nature to some extent. And then, you know, your focus or what you're trying to work on is different. So a lot of it is just as a teacher, understanding where my where the line is like for each student like what's their ability and letting them play with that and sometimes you know you get a feeling of what mood they're in you know you can tell when someone's with less energy and you help them with something that they've been working on and you know that they can get this if you help them do it and because they then get it that feeling of you know you know lack of energy almost goes away because they're like oh my god i just did it and it's like it's that feeling of like reinstating empowerment every time whether it's through you know extending your legs in in a headstand or whether it's you know just having a little help or push to go deeper into something and you know each it's always different basically and i think it's just important to read into what it is in that moment and give the student what they need Mm. having said that you know it's hard when a class is large or you don't know people because they're coming in and out it's a it's a weird thing being a yoga teacher um especially in studios it's a it's a lot of different elements you have to juggle mm. so uh but if you want so, yeah. the most out of it you have to commit right mm. like you can't That's be it. you like some guy turns up or girl for the first time and like expects all of it like you don't know them you don't know what they do mm. like they you don't know their base level like to get the most out of something you have to commit to it yeah and i'm definitely not one if someone's never been in my class i'm i'm not you just don't know some people really don't appreciate the touch some people it freaks them out you know some people it affects like just simply the touch will affect them so much to the point where maybe if they do the same position that you touched them in the first place they remember that touch and actively do it differently to what they're feeling because they remember you you know it's you just don't know you just don't know someone unless they keep showing up and they're not going to show up unless they first choose to. It's out of my hands, basically, to some extent. That's true. Mm-hmm. What this coach the other day was telling us, like, um, there are people that come to the gym, and those are those are clients. Mm-hmm. They come, they use the gym, they do other classes. But you guys do my classes with me. You are my students. students. You are my students. Sort of, I kind of know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what each one of you needs and like, what are your goals, right? Do you do any strength training at all, Iona? I do. What do you do? I do primarily body weight. So I I tie it in with yoga because yoga is basically body weight training, you know? But then I also like, for instance, I will use weights for deadlifts and squats. But a lot of my training is geared towards skills and geared towards injury prevention or if I feel like, for instance, I got a funky thing going on, on in my left shoulder, I do a lot of pulling work for that. So it's not just strength for strength's sake. It's um, using strength as a tool to work on things that I know I need. Mm. But at the beginning, like for people who are listening to this, who are like, oh my God, what is she on about? You just want to get started at the beginning. You just want to create that baseline. You just want to create a point where you will keep showing up and then, you know, playing with it, creating the space, figuring out what your body needs. That That's like an evolutionary process that kind of just comes with time, but it's not going to come unless you actually show up in the first place. That's true. That's <laughs> just true. showing up is so showing up. Right? It's just, that's it. Nothing will exist if you don't show up in the first place. So just show up yeah. regardless of you know yeah because 
doing all these funky exercises for jujitsu but not showing up it's like it's almost like a form of avoidance yeah wait so oh, yeah you, yeah go on Aina. no i was gonna say that's why like the fitness industry is an industry they literally feed on people's lethargy it's yeah. the most ironic thing and it's millions and millions they make you know like i see so many people like oh i bought this thing that's gonna help me you know it's gonna track my heart <laughs> everything is like you don't need that the thing that you were saying about like you were consistent at yoga and it helped you be consistent at jiu-jitsu I've, i felt exactly the same because i've been consistent at the gym i, mm, I nice. it just it, it kind of not the same with jiu-jitsu because as soon as i did jiu-jitsu i loved it so it was like well i'm only ever going to do mm. this but it that consistency the biggest change it has is you don't have that internal dialogue you don't sit there and be like should i go shouldn't i go or maybe i can get away or not going that just doesn't happen you're like well i need to train jujitsu these are the times so i'm gonna go or i need to do whatever other discipline like yoga weights mm. practice the guitar <laughs> mm. go out and escape i'd like whatever it is it really doesn't matter like if you do it enough and it becomes such an ingrained part of your life you don't think you just do um, and that is when you start to see like real, real commitment and benefits. I think. Mm. Cool. Well, Iona, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> there, it's been a pleasure. I honestly, I didn't know when, when Icky, when you asked me, I was like, you want me to speak on your jujitsu podcast? Yeah, yeah, like uh... just simply because anyone who knows me, my jujitsu is you know embryonic, like. It's, but it's you, so but you offer you offer a perspective that is very much shared across other people that are either thinking about starting or have just started, um, and there's way more similarities with you than just because of like being a girl doing jujitsu who does yoga. Like you could translate some of the stuff you've said to pretty much anyone who starts a new thing, and that's super important. So don't downvalue, don't downplay yeah. your importance because. You know, we're not we're not high level competitors that are the face of jujitsu. We're the other ninety seven percent of the people that do it day to day and and want to share in the experience. So, thank you for coming on and, and giving us thank your story. You I'm really guys. grateful. Is there anything where can people find you? Where they can learn more about what you do? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram is I own an acronym which is very hard wow. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll write it out in the description <laughs> no, like some people are just listening how do you spell it um, it's Iona mm -hmm. and then M and then Acro and then Lim because my name is Iona Lim like my surname is like a limb like arms and legs wow wow this was meant to be Iona <laughs> <laughs> this is bit like from the womb this is meant to be the yeah. yoga um, in the new year, I have a program, a beginner's yoga program coming out on a fitness app, which I can, the details aren't out yet, but I'll give it to you. It's basically six half an hour classes that go over the basic like fundamental things you need or want to work on. And then after that, if you were to, for instance, go into an hour long vinyasa class at a studio, it wouldn't be completely foreign to you, everything they're doing. Amazing. Share it with us and we'll, we'll make sure we share it as well. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We will be speaking to you soon, we hope. Um, we're going to try and get at least one more recorded that we can post so that the gap between 
Mr. Iki here going and, and recordings is shortened. Um, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So stay safe in the streets, everybody. Us. Us. Us.